4951, you want to uh, you want to give a, a gas a shout out last day for the gas man as he goes back to uh, what do you do on the island? You well, got, you got the book. Uh, I'm going to be doing a lot of writing. Writing? A lot of writing. A lot and, of whiskey uh, drinking. Oh, yeah. You generally start that Rolling around. Rolling joints. What else are you doing? Yeah, 9 a.m. <laughs> usually is, is that. I'm looking forward to reconnecting with the dog a little bit. He's yeah. had kind of a tough 90 days, and then, you know, he's not getting as much love. Lord he's, Chico. He's, he's, been, uh, he's been getting walks early in the morning. Now, he's going to have to not get used to that because we're going to go back to a normal walk. <laughs> sleeping in because you were getting up at what time? You're kind About of an 5.15. Oh, and one of the curses of son of a you know one what. of the curses of getting old is I pretty much wake up at five fifteen oh, every God. day oh, whether nice. I have to or I don't. Oh. Yeah, that's the thing. You get old if you don't have kids, but you're just getting old. You just wake up early. You just do it. And just then, yeah. And then if you have two people that are annoying that jump in your bed or want something at like six in the morning or five in the morning, then yeah. you need to get used to that. Right. It, it all happens. It, yeah. It's the other night we we built a little fire. We got a fire, but we built a fire. I stayed up till eleven. I I like felt I was like in hallowed ground i hadn't been up till 11 o'clock in so long it was ridiculous and i used to be a late night i mean yeah. i yeah we always we tell a story i tell a story about my wife who tricked me like like women do yeah, they always do they're tricksters she tricked me I, I, I remember a lot of things when i was falling in love with renee but one of them is i remember sitting in my in my townhouse in virginia and renee is 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 sitting on my lap and we each have a beer and it's like 2.30 in the morning, and we're yeah. listening to the Almond Brothers. A and I'm like, night. and she loves music, and I love, and I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, this is awesome. I found a woman who wants to stay up late and drink and listen to music and talk about the world. And we got married, and she goes to bed at 9 o'clock almost every night. She tricked me, Puck. She tricked me into thinking she it was a night owl. Sounds just like my wife. This yeah. is exactly the same thing. So, so you do that. It's like, I want to stay up late. Well, my wife's different. My wife is a nine o'clock during the week, but uh -huh. then all of a sudden becomes, it's back to she I transform? Was in college. Yeah, yeah. Then it's, yeah. she'll stay up until one or two. <laughs> but, and I don't know how she does it. Yeah. Like, it drives me nuts. No, we're, because, we're early to bed, Because folks. she can go to bed during the week, like Sunday through Thursday, can be in bed at nine o'clock and be. She's out. Yeah, she has like a she has like a melatonin that she produces like damn like produces like you couldn't even <laughs> take enough of it from like the Trader Joe's. Yeah, yeah. But then when Friday and Saturday comes, she's able to flip. She's up until two. And I'm like, how do you do it? Yeah. And then wakes up the next day like I'm fine. I'm like, do you feel like groggy? No, I'm good. Yeah. It pisses me off. Yeah, my wife's oh, early to bed because she she just wants to be, she needs a lot of sleep. She just needs a lot yeah, of sleep. So and, and I don't sleep. I don't need as much. But boy, it's uh, it, it's it's staying up late's a real rare treat for me these well, days. Well, if you want to send a, a note to Gas four nine four five one, the Heritage Distilling text line from the two hundred six. I met Gas a number of times from Hawka one tailgates to delivering his mail in Magnolia. Ooh, he's always been a class act. We are going to miss him. Listen to that. Same can't be said for his old co-host who mumbled something about having the gout after I walked a mile in the rain to bring him a cell. He forgot it out. He tailgate. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Can you read that sure, again, please? Damn right I can read can that you again. Please read that again. Wait, the whole thing? No, I'm not, I don't need to be congratulated. I'm not really going anywhere. I think I'll still be around, but just get to the same, point where. Same can't be said for his old co host who uh, mumbled something about having the gout after I walked a mile in the rain to bring him his cell phone. He forgot at a husky tailgate. <laughs> 
Oh, that's that seems like an unfair shot, frankly. Oh, that but you seem know fair. what? Every, there's shots everywhere. Oh, it probably happened. I'm, I'm not saying that. It's, it's 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 definitely possible that it happened. This is something nice. I think from the four two five show has been the best thing I've ever heard. Wow. As a millennial that can't keep my attention on anything for more than five minutes, I've never found anything more captivating. Love the ninety percent dicking around, the ten percent sports combo. That's kind of about that's, what it was. Yeah. That jockey doesn't like that. No, no, no. We got a couple throwbacks here, by the way. Yeah. Why is Bob say, have a cup of Cougar Wisdom with your cocktail? Bong. Wise Bob. Wise Wise Bob. Great. That was a great call. I I was kind of hoping we'd have, and we just never did. We didn't, and I could have maybe done, but we never got back around to having voicemail callers. That's kind of a thing. In my mind, it's kind of a thing that, that, that lives where it lives, which is it was epic. I don't need that. It, I don't know that it needs to be revived. It was so epic the first time. Kind of leave it there. Well, we the first of, show we talked about this. Oh, sorry, yeah. Shaggy. The first show we talked about this is a uh, gas pump today. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. About ding ding. Did we do the gas. No, pump? I didn't do a gas <laughs> pump today. I, <laughs> I, I did not do one. Huh? I thought no. you were going to do it. No, no. Uh, I, I never did get around to that. That's another thing I didn't get around to. Uh, so in the two hundred six, this was like having your hot ex wife come back after a, yes. for a, for a one nighter. Then poof. That's, such a tease. That's what I am. Yeah. I'm your hot ex-wife. You are. If I come back, if, if I were to do a full-time show, I'd want to be called the hot ex-wife the show. Ex-wife. <laughs> the guy who said, I, I, I wish Puckett were retired, then had texted back saying, I didn't realize it was take your daughter to work day. I apologize. <laughs> yeah. Come on. A gas man haiku, a shining oh. return, nothing good is permanent, back there. to the gutter. Wow. About that? It's okay. We don't do sports haiku enough anymore. Haiku was awesome. That was a fun way to give stuff away. Uh, 206 is a bon voyage, Graz. That's good. <laughs> That's where I am right now. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. It's, uh, <laughs> geez. Uh, have a, I have a, have enjoyed listening the last few months. Thank you. Take care. Have a good life. <laughs> that's a, that's a, good a life. great one, but I just love, have a good life. You know what I'm, what I'm really hoping happens, and I know it will eventually oh. because people get confused on things. Cause, Goodness. cause you know, there's, You're there's not a, dying. I'm not dying. There, there's a huge, huge oh. swath of the population. Jeez. That believes that it was Graz who crashed the golf cart at the Detlef tournament was, one year. Yeah. Okay. Here's the right. Best. Do you want to, some of these misnomers. Do you want to correct people on, on some things? People can think whatever they want to think. I don't care. And, and I certainly don't correct them on that. When they go, yeah, girl's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, boy, that was really a dumb was thing. That the lo- for, okay, let's back up. Because, mm-hmm. uh, again, we have to hit the break. Mm-hmm. We have Senior Vice President of Marketing and mm-hmm. Communications, uh, Kevin Martinez, sitting and talking to Shockey right now. We cannot be late we to can't, that. We can't dick around. For the Well, yeah, 90% of the show has been dicking around. <laughs> the uh, For people who don't know the golf cart store, mm-hmm. do you want to tell it or no? Not necessarily. Okay. It's not my, my proudest moment. Okay. It was a pretty stupid thing, and I'm lucky I didn't kill You're myself. Fine. But I like that people think that Graz <laughs> did it. And this was getting around to my point of, I assume I'm going to bump into somebody eventually who's going to talk about the time you made fun of the woman and the baseball thing on Twitter, and I'm going to go, yeah, that was just, you know, Puck kind of getting out of control. And, and so I'll be able to pin yeah. that on somebody else, That's too. Fine. If you can, that whole thing with the baseball thing at the game, with the way you want to... Well, because oh, I'm not going to pin it on you. Me. No, no, I'm no, not. you can because it was my poll question. But that's unfair. Just because, don't correct. Because the day before, I got all the credit for the poll question in Danny Westy's column, so that's fine. Yeah. I, but what I'm going to say is, when somebody says that to me, I'm going to go, yeah, yeah, and I won't, I won't, I won't. <laughs> 
debunk that. I won't tell him anything. I'm like, yeah, and just kind of nod. He's going, yeah. yeah, you know, one of those things. That puck, I'll tell <laughs> you. Yeah, I, throw it all on me. Yeah. That, is, that is fine. I, I don't care. I know. have a question. Are there because I think it's the I think it's, it's extremely ironic for that person to complain about that and then tell people on Twitter how cool a football player looked in short shorts. They don't get me I involved think, in I this. Have, I think uh, the, the irony is pretty thick on that one. I, I think look, Nelson Cruz's sister has yeah. nothing Boy, to do with any of this. Here's that. my main <laughs> observation going to Seahawks camp. Now, don't tell me that women have to be impressed by a man in a baseball game, but I'm going to go to a football practice and tell you the thing that stood out to me the most was how short someone's shorts were. Boy, look at the time. We better... Yeah. Uh, it's 11 uh, well, They got me started <laughs> down that. This will help. To, yeah, you know, Puck, he's very defensive about this. I, you know, I, I'm defensive when it when it came to, mm-hmm. to that with you. So, uh, uh, gas is final day. Uh, we're trying to get him to do a gas pump, but I don't think it's going to be. I don't right. think it's going to happen. We're going to get a puck of schmuck done, and that's going to be about we it. We got that's puck of schmuck coming up in the uh, noon hour. We got a uh, lunch with listeners, people's court, but we have got a heavyweight. It's not every day that you get a vice president of marketing communications for a sports team to come in. But basically, since he's a vice president, he doesn't have a lot going on, so he has yeah. time to come in. Yeah, to, to the point, he had to ask for directions to get here. Yeah, they don't come like, down here a lot. That's for the it, other thing, which too. Is, he's been here a million times, nah, and he asked me, how do I get there? Well, I don't know. You have, you have. You know what he was asking. You have ways you, on your phone, or are you sending a car or not? Yeah. That's right. That was his way of saying. You guys are going to Uber me up there. Aren't the you? man <laughs> who invented turn ahead the clock night, Kevin Martinez, senior VP of marketing communications with the M's, will join us next. This broadcasting live here in downtown Seattle on Seattle's original diehard sports station, Sports Radio 950 KJR. Now back to Puckett and the Gas Man. Not every day, sitting across from you, is a vice president of marketing and communication. So, you, you know, Gas, you've known our next guest for a very long time. Did you ever think you'd see the day would be a senior vice president well, of marketing and communications? Kevin Martinez from the Mariners is here. I would say yes, because Kevin, from the time I met him, and I'm just very bright, very clever, had good ideas, and I could see him become handsome. But my question would be is if there's a senior vice president, that would lend me to believe there are junior yeah, vice presidents junior? of marketing. Is there a junior yeah. VP? Because that seems like a job I could do, some kind of a junior VP job where I really could get by doing nothing. Yeah, he's done. He's done here in a couple hours. How about a junior I, vice president? I, I think it's a great idea. I think, it's, <laughs> I think we've got to get you involved down there. To be you know, I've, I've, I've told you for years my, my goal has been to become, I've, I've talked to Randy Adamack about this, and he looks at me like I'm nuts. And you, I've told you this. You tell me if this doesn't sound like something would be valuable to the M's. I want to be hired for a reasonable price. I'm not looking to break the bank here, to be the Mariner's deep thinker. Yeah. And Adamac always says, what would you do? I said, I'd come to the office every morning at 8 or whatever I'm supposed to be. I would go to everybody's office and say, hello, what are you doing today? I'd find out what they're doing. I'd then go to my office, think about it all day, and about 4 o'clock go back to everybody and say, well, here's what I think about what you're doing, and then I'd leave. That's a valuable Sounds post. like a boondoggle to me. S- sounds like a stanza. <laughs> I think it'd be perfect. <laughs> I, I, exactly. Like you tell me, could could the Mariners use a deep thinker? I'd say what well, company many, couldn't use a deep sure, thinker? Sure, but how many how many deep uh, deep thoughts do you have to come up with? Like, well, is that's, it that's, once a week? This is where you think, oh, yeah, it'd be an easy job. Anybody can do it. It's not going to be easy. i got to come up with a lot of deep thoughts. And then he's got to like it. You yep. don't even know if he likes it. Well, that would be... That would help your long-term employment. But, I mean, they might a couple weeks ago, you know, guess you're not coming up with good deep thoughts. I mean, yeah, I, and then I, you're out. Yeah, and then I'm out, and that's no good either. Uh, so Kevin Martinez, Senior Vice President of Marketing Communications uh, with the Mariners, is with us. Tomorrow night, turn ahead the clock night. Mm-hmm. Now, this is, you came, 
This is people remember this. You can you can tell the backstory on this one. This was years ago, nineteen ninety eight. Right. That you guys did this, and you guys root sports showed the game. I think a, a couple of times now. Yeah, yeah, they showed show. it last night, and they showed it a couple of weeks ago. So tell the backstory of this: how you came up with this idea. This is going to be tomorrow again with the Royals because right. the first time around was with the Royals as well. Right. And you guys are going to be doing it uh, one more time over at Safeco Field. That's right. So it was the summer of 1997, and we're sitting uh, together, a bunch of us, the aforementioned Randy Adamack and, and a couple other people, as we do. Uh, in the press box during a game, we we gather and could have used a deep thinker. We, well, <laughs> clearly, um, <laughs> see, might have done this earlier. Um, and uh, we had just uh, executed a turn back the clock night in '77. It was the 20th anniversary of the ball club, and we wore our uh, Trident uniforms. And I'm starting to think about, okay, what are we doing next year? And threw out the idea: what if we went into the future? What if we predicted what the game would be like in 50 years from now? And, uh, you know, everybody kind of nodded and said, oh, that's an interesting thought. And that was, you know, more or less it. But I had some heart for it. And the next day during BP, I went down and, and shared it with Junior. And Junior's eyes lit up. And he said, oh, we changed the colors. We changed the uniforms. We, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's got to be this maroon. He called it brick. That maroon color. Mm-hmm. That we, he called it brick. I want a brick color cap <laughs> uh, with black uh, accents and silver metallic. And he like immediately sparked to um, a vision of what the Mariners uniforms would be. 50 years from so now. So you didn't know at that time before you would talk to him. Yeah. You Did you have an idea what you thought the uniforms could potentially be? No, I, I ju- it was just a concept okay. of we would change, you know, how could we change the game? And if I show you, which I still have, yeah. that we, we uh, a bunch of us then, once Junior bought in, we went, there was an old uh, restaurant right across from the kingdom called Sneakers. It's now Sluggers, but back yeah, in the day yeah. it was Sneakers. And we went upstairs after work one night and got some chicken wings and some beers. And we're, it was about 15 people in the room. You talk about deep thinking. This was really <laughs> what it was. It was an ultimate brain, one of the most fun nights of, uh, of my career. And we just started spitballing. Okay, the bases are going to be silver. We're going to change the name of the positions. We're going to move the fence. The fences are going to move during the game. How, how the heck are you going to do that? You know. But we were. If you see the notes from this, this and you co- still have them. Oh yeah, I still have them. I still I, I put them all in a you know a, a word doc, and and we we still have them. We referenced it and. A bunch of the staff looking at these things like, you guys really thought you could do this? I was like, well, no, we were just throwing ideas out at that point. So um, really uh, a, a, an idea that we had never tried. Um, it was a wild night, as you've seen, and if you've seen the rebroadcast. Uh, but it was really a night that, uh, as years have gone by, our fans kept approaching us. And that's the great thing about social media is you can have this one-on-one conversation. When are you bringing it back? When are you bringing it back? How come the team store doesn't have these jerseys? And uh, after conversations with Major League Baseball and getting them to approve it, um, here we are so on the 20th anniversary. So it'll it'll really be a, a nostalgic night on it, uh, on Saturday. Among the many funny stories about this night, and Corey Brock did a nice piece on the Athletic and oral history of it. I love the quote from Dan Wilson about yeah, I remember there were lots of cans of silver spray paint. We we're just spray. It sounded like like backstage at an L.A. glam band show in the <laughs> '90s. Guys were putting glitter and silver paint on. It was nuts. It really was. And and when I walked down the clubhouse, probably around 3:30, it was sheer chaos, <laughs> it, and it was led by. Junior yeah. and Junior had Kansas spray paint, and we had a journeyman third baseman by the name of Rico Rossi, 
who was playing third base. He was in the starting lineup. That How's Rodgers? he not on your list from yesterday? <laughs> he should have been on our list for the best third baseman in Mariners history. Rico Rossi. Check the box score. Rico had four hits that night on turn at the clock. Rico he Rossi. killed it. What a junior! Name. Junior probably, and oh. I don't know this. I'm I'm being silly now, but Junior probably had never talked to Rico Rossi prior to that night. <laughs> And I walk in, and he's over in Rico's locker, and he picks yeah. up Rico's spikes, yeah. and he's spray-painting Rico's spikes. And he's like, oh, Rico, God. you're going into the future. <laughs> and, uh, and Rico's like, yes, sir, whatever you want. Whatever and, you want, Mr. And, Griffey. And then Griffey looks at me, and he says, Kev, we're going shirts untucked and caps backwards. And I said, well, no, 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 no. You know, here I am, Mr. Official. Yeah. No, no, no. The sh- the, the, it's designed to be tucked, Junior. You can't, you can't go untucked. No, we're going untucked and we're going caps on backwards. I go, the umps will never let you do that. He goes, we have precedent. We've got the 1972 Chicago White Sox who not only had their shirts untucked, those guys wore shorts. They didn't even wear pants. <laughs> he goes, at least we got pants on. And, uh, and, and sure as heck, he went out there and, you know, most of the team, and I think it lasted for two or three innings before the Royals dugout said, tuck them in. Because... Yeah. You mentioned everyone was excited right. for this night, players and, and people yeah. associated with the organization. There were two people that I don't think initially mm. were all that fired up mm. for it. It was uh, the great, late Dave Niehaus <laughs> and Ron Fairley. <laughs> and uh, you will notice that uh, the uniforms are a little bit uh, different tonight. Some of the Mariners have their shirt tails out. Some of them have them in. As you look at Sam Mejia spring the... Uh, you can see Jay Buhner has, has a new tattoo on, and he has he and Junior both have their jerseys out. Talking to Junior before the ball game, he said, "I think we should wear them out for one reason, and that's so they can get the full effect of the uh, of the Northwest uh, Star Compass logo. Otherwise, half of it's going to be tucked down in your in your britches." <laughs> your bridges. bridges. That's the best. That is by the, the last time you heard the word bridges. Yeah, uh, I was home a month ago. I heard it all the time. <laughs> it's an Indiana yeah, word. There is like another longer clip of Fairly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fairly was just. He was probably the one that was more annoyed about yeah. the jerseys being out. Oh, he was disgusted. Is, like, he was disgusted by the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. But again, as the broadcast goes on, they, they, up to they did. They yeah. started. They did a great job. They had so much fun with it. It was, it was really terrific. I mean, you know, he mentions the tattoo. Yeah. Junior and Jay had temporary tattoos put yeah. on their arms. Jay had bad to the bone mm-hmm. on his right bicep, and Junior had his swingman logo. I mean, it was it was a circus, but it was just so much fun and so unique. Was it? Was it a did baseball call? I can't remember the story. Yeah. When they have the jerseys out, they're like, you have to tuck them in. It's a rule. What happened was in the second inning, Ken Griffey Jr. made a tremendous catch running into the left center field gap and fully extended, makes the catch in mid stride um, with his silver glove that he had spray painted. <laughs> and Nike had made him a pair of custom metallic silver shoes, and the shirt was flapping and the cap was on backwards. And Mike, you'll remember our. Uh, director of PR at the time, Dave Oust. And Dave was in the press box, and the phone rang. <laughs> and it was, it was a producer from ESPN in Bristol, Connecticut. And he said, Dave, what the hell is going on in Seattle? <laughs> and, and Dave and Michael know Dave, just kind of a, a no-nonsense guy. I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, ESPN that night on the West Coast edition of Sports Center did a wonderful op- that was back in the day ESPN, they used to do opens and themed opens and re- it was all about the future and it started with James Doohan the actor who played Scotty in Star Trek 
coming out in the DeLorean and throwing the first pitch and all the stuff cool. around. It was really, and that's what got Major League Baseball's attention. And they came out and visited us and wanted to know more. And then they took it league-wide yeah. uh, the next year. I would, I would like to tell a story I heard about that night, and I promise you I'll, be, I'll, I'll tell it in a proper way. Okay. But I think this is one of the funniest stories I ever heard <laughs> in my life. There, uh, it's about, I'm going to say, an hour before game time. Mm-hmm. And Junior is, we're going to wear the shirts untucked. And, and, and you know, can we do that? Are we going to be able to get against the rules? Technically, yeah. you're supposed to have your... Right. And Junior said, well. And he takes <laughs> get, grabs a bunch of baseballs and goes down to the umpire's room. He did. And, and he goes in. And, you know, he, of course, knows all of them. Hey, Jason, how you doing? What I'm saying, yo, we're doing this stupid turn ahead the clock night tonight. Hey, what's your son's name? I want to give him an autographed baseball. <laughs> and now you don't mind if we untuck our shirts, do you? And, and he goes around to the whole line. Hey, oh. you're, didn't your daughter just graduate from high school? And he knows all the you. Junior, just crazy. He knows all this stuff. So every one of the umps is getting an autographed baseball for their kid. And they're like, yeah, wear your shirts untucked. We don't care. And Junior's on his way back to the clubhouse and says to somebody, who do you think's running this game anyway? <laughs> I love that story. That is the most junior story ever. Oh. But the baseball did call it. I just say, you guys got to tuck the shirts in, right? Well, I think what happened was the Royals, they, they realized, and they actually alluded to it on the telecast, if you know, there was a chance you could get hit by a pitch because the, they were so blousy. And <laughs> right. so, so then... And that's it, what the Royals were mad about. Yeah, and the Royals said, hey, they, they need to tuck them in. Yeah. And, uh, and they did. You know, and, and that junior was fine with it. Junior said, yeah, you're probably right, but let them... Let them tell us to tuck him in. Yeah, sure. And, uh, he just, you know, he he wanted. Junior had so much swag and so much style, and he wanted to. He was fully uh, into the event, which was wonderful. And you had to get him on board because if yeah. you, if you if if he you came down there with the idea, right? Were you a little nervous when you present the idea? I mean, I know you know him, but he's such a mega superstar. Yeah, well, that's the great that thing time. about our game because of the daily nature yeah. of it. I mean, you know, you're you're around these guys 162 games, uh, starting in spring training, seven months. So you really do get to have a rapport with them, and you can bounce things like. And it was just an idea um, at that time, and and uh, to see him spark to it and really own it. And I said, okay, we're we're going forward with this yeah. because this would be too much fun. Who knows what it's going to be, yeah. but uh, and it it just turned out to be one of those unique nights that uh, you know the, the people talk about. We hadn't done it since then. Um, so we'll see how it goes. It's a little bit different in Safeco Field, you know. In the Kingdom, yeah. you could you had a controlled atmosphere. We were able to turn the lights out and do laser lineup introductions and <laughs> all of this stuff. And on the astroturf, we could you know drive vehicles around on it. So it's a little more reserved uh, with an outdoor ballpark, but that's cool. We still have some fun things up our sleeve. There's one other personality on that '98 team that I think it would have been important to get on your side. I'm wondering what your first conversation with Lewis. Victor Pinella was like when you explained to him what you were planning on doing. Gas, Fired up. Some, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you just sort of avoid the hard conversation. <laughs> Did you have somebody else talk to him? Have Griffey. No, no I, and that, that's a it's a great point because I had no interaction with Lou. I, I, I we had Junior fully engaged, and we just went that. I don't think Lou was a big fan of uh, the outfits, <laughs> but a true professional. And uh, he he uh, he played along, but yeah, I don't I don't think it was his favorite. Can, can you give us some nuggets uh, tomorrow? I mean, and then you can tell everyone about like what what if you go to the game, what you're gonna get, right? Sure, all the, all the sure. 
Is the DeLorean going to be there? The DeLorean will be there. Yes. The DeLorean's coming back. Nice. Um, Where do you get the DeLorean? Yeah, it's amazing. Is, how there, many a, people is still... there a place that sells or rents out the DeLorean? Yeah, there's, a, like there's a DeLorean car club here in the Northwest. <laughs> Greg Green drives a DeLorean to work. That's here. right. <laughs> people Greeny. don't know that about Greg. It's Greeny's, it's Greeny's it's personal vehicle. collection, huh? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, well, you know, the, the, the first 20,000 fans will get the, the cap that uh, I brought down here for you guys. It'll just be like the, the, a replica of the cap that the players are wearing. Um, this yeah, really the, was our motivation on Gaffer's last day. Yeah, we didn't really get him anything, so we thought if we have you come down here, right. we think you're going to probably um, bring hats. That's right. And um, technically, it's the first 19,996 yes, fans. That's right. That's right. No, Sorry there's... to 1997. You're not getting yeah, one. You're, out. you're right. You're Some right. little kids going to uh, go home crying. Uh, thanks to you guys. <laughs> thanks to us. Terrific job once again, gentlemen. Fantastic. Oh, we're great. Um, yeah, so, no, we've got, we've got a, a bunch of fun things uh, planned throughout the game to give it that... Uh, futuristic feel um all of the video screens will have a very different look than what they currently do um and uh yeah just a a few little surprises so it's one of those nights you want to get there early take it all in and uh when the team comes out uh they won't be in their uniforms during batting practice we've gotten that question already they'll be in their normal uh mariners gear doing bp but then they'll go in they'll change and they'll come out in the uh futuristic uniforms yeah i gotta think and it's funny that you got the royals again they've right. been great sports yeah. to jump in because they could have said you know wait a minute right. what yeah and they said we're gonna play in our uniform yeah. that really, i mean maybe talk about that dynamic how did you sell it to them i mean this is your idea it's great right. but what if they say you know what we're not into it man we're gonna wear our regular jerseys and that's how it's gonna be and that really the fact that they jumped in put a lot of sizzle in this yeah and it, you know again it goes to relationships and um and their head of marketing is a gentleman that i've known for a while now and uh you know <clears throat> called him on the phone uh, last year actually during the season when we started planning for this year and just took his temperature on it and he was terrific he said you know what that was really a fun night he wasn't part of the royals back then <clears throat> he was with another ball club um but he said i remember that night it was really cool he said, we probably don't want to go with the gold uniforms again. That's uh-huh. really not who we are. And I said, how the heck do you know who you are in the future? <laughs> that's a good question. Right. I said, what do you mean? You, you, that's not who we are. We don't know. I said, we're black and brick. Yeah. You know, or maroon. What? You, don't know. Said, what do you, you don't know. And uh, I go, look, you know, take a chance. And he said, no, we would really prefer our jerseys. He goes, well, we'll get out there with the jerseys, but we would prefer them to be uh, royal blue. And we said, well, sure, we appreciate you uh, playing along and, and doing this. And uh, so they, they actually came up with a wonderful new design. I think it's really kind of cool. Um, I think their fans are going to like it. They've released them on, on uh, social media, and they got some positive response. So, yeah, to your point, though, the first time we caught it, again, they had no idea what we were talking about. This is the, back in the day where you're faxing right, uh, right. things to and from people. And Jeez. they're like, uh, all right, well, we'll go with it, I guess. Did and, you guys do the uniforms for them? Yes. So yeah. you guys just said, hey, we'll take care of all this. Yeah, we designed it for them. And, it. and they they really had very little input back in um, 98. And that's probably why they've had more input this year. Because yeah. they really didn't. I got to <laughs> believe that D Gordon is going to be all over this tomorrow. Yeah, he's been great because I mean, especially with the chin strap yesterday oh, and then he ripped off yeah. his shirt i mean again i thought he was into a chippendales dance i don't know what he was doing with his shirt off uh, yesterday is he like not the most fun guy in he's baseball fantastic. i mean he's, he's just his favorite player he's, he's such, behind such a now. joy he's two. such a joy in every day i'm coming to the ballpark and yeah. it exudes and it's contagious right I mean, it, not only does it affect the, the the team in the dugout it affects our staff our everybody who works that comes into contact with d he's just been wonderful
Yeah. yeah, I mean, I saw Kelly Monroe with a chin strap on on social media last night. <laughs> Wait a minute. I did, I so somebody, somebody wants us to do the D. Gordon helmet night now with the chin strap. So, I mean, it's... Well, that has to happen. <laughs> that is a no-brainer, Kevin. Yeah, yeah, Can absolutely. you do it with him doing his shirt off too like that, or Why that not? might be a little well, inappropriate? Well, it was just fun. <laughs> now, it was just, just fun. Did you know one thing that's different now 20 years later? You may yeah. not know this, Puck. I, I saw this on a note a minute ago on, on the Twitter, was that... Um, the Royals are going to be managed tomorrow night by George Brett's disembodied head <laughs> in a big jar, and it's, it's, he's going to call the shots because 20 years from now, that's how things are going to be. Are go. we going to roll back the prices to, like, beer? We're going to roll yeah. them ahead. We're rolling oh, them ahead. Yeah, we're, gonna roll them <laughs> we're going into the that's future. Right. The good news. The good news, no. $45. No, we've got a, we've got a deal of the day this year. Um, oh, I love the deal of the day. You're a big fan of the deal of the well, day. Of course. I love the deal of the day. Good. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um, tell everyone what the deal, the, the so, deal of the day is. So for tomorrow night, it's a futuristic hot dog. So what the hell's a futuristic hot <laughs> dog? I think you dog? need to come to the ballpark. <laughs> And experience the future dog. Yeah, yeah. It's what, good. What's it's new? I don't know if I want to know what's new in the futuristic hot dog. What are they making the hot dogs out of in twenty years from now? George Brett's head. Jeez, right. <laughs> bingo. But the bingo. big question is: Is there going to be ketchup on the futuristic hot dog? It's up to you. That's yeah. a, that's a condiment. We're not controlling the condiment. There, there might be some. There might be some condiments that are a little futuristic <laughs> for you to delve into. Should you be willing to? Oh uh, well, it's awesome. I mean, you did a great job with this. How did it come about? How to do this again? Yeah, you said on social media you were hearing a lot of people. Well, we say really did. Here. We heard a lot from our fans, oh. and you know, we, they they kept asking, kept asking, and. Uh, it, we connected the dots to this season and being the 20th anniversary. We thought there was uh, some synergy there and said, okay, 20 years later, let's do it. And, uh, you know, it's funny. Back in 98, we turned the clock to 2027. Um, that's not too far away now. God, <laughs> so, no. Yeah. So some of this stuff might not be, you know, exactly spot on. There's going to be a, some kid when the car comes out. Well, what the hell's that? Right. What's the what, the DeLorean? Yeah, right. Back to the Future. Well, what's that? Yeah. Who's, is, is the first pitch, uh, I mean, you probably want to save that as a surprise, I'm thinking, or do you want to tell us who the first well, pitch no, is? Well, the, no, the, the, I'll tell you, the first pitch was we were we were really trying to get uh, Christopher Lloyd uh, from the, the actor oh, who yeah, played right, yeah. uh, Doc Brown. Is that right, Doc Brown? Was yeah. that the character's yeah. name? Yeah. And uh, we, we weren't able to. We thought that would have been just a kick in the pants to have him come out. You know, trying to like who? Okay, so who's Scotty? You know, who would who would do this? Yeah. And, and um, so we were unable. Un that we still have got one little wrinkle up our sleeve. That believe it or not, the day before we're still trying to. Uh, execute awesome. for the first pitch. So we'll, is there we'll see. something different with King's Court? Do they bring? Yeah. Different, oh, great point. Food? Puck, great. Is there a great different point. food no, coming down? No. <laughs> it's a futuristic. What is? What do you guys? Turkey leg. It's an excellent <laughs> idea, by the way. Yeah. Um, we we do have a really cool uh, King's Court T-shirt. Uh, Greg Green and 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 the staff put together did a terrific job. Uh, it's a it's a maroon T-shirt with this metallic uh, lettering. It says. Uh, King Felix on it, really, really sweet. So, and the King's Court, I think, is sold out already for for the game. So, uh, yeah, it's gonna it'll awesome. it'll be a party. It'll be a party well, tomorrow night. This whole, I mean, we're home for nine games. The team's fifty one and thirty one. I mean, and it's just such a great bunch of guys. I, I think this whole this whole home stand is going to be a blast. It has been. They are a great group of guys. And and this is the one thing different about this year than twenty years ago. You had already sold the idea to them, but they're a team that's really sputtering in ninety eight. Kind of a big disappointment with how they're playing. The op as opposed to now when everybody's in a great mood anyway, and right. it can and the guys in '98 embraced it as fun, and this will be a fun night. Right. 
easier to do now with how everything's going. That makes it, that's got to make your job a lot of fun. No question. Much, much easier. Everything, I'm a lot, everybody's a lot smarter when we're winning, right? You're a great marketing guy <laughs> when they're winning. That's the best marketing trick ever. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it, it's, it will be. It will be, uh, it'll be a unique night. It'll be one that everybody said, hey, I was there that night. And, um, that, that's, that's the idea. We have such a great opportunity. We have 81 home games. How do you make each one special? And, uh, and this one certainly will be. Awesome stuff, uh, Kev. Thanks for coming down. Yeah, you bet. It. And you know, one one last thing before yeah. I jet out of here, um, Mike. It's been a blast having you back on the air for three months. Well, uh, thank you. It's uh, as somebody who um, kind of arrived in Seattle the same time you did. You were, um, you know, the voice of an amazing time in Seattle sports, um, and you really were the one that everybody kind of went to to get their your take on what not just the Mariners, but certainly the Sonics, the Seahawks, the Huskies. Uh, the Cougs, and it really has been a blast for us who um, uh, listen to you on a daily basis these last three months. So thanks for coming Good, back and, uh, and and sharing your your enthusiasm and your your knowledge with us. It's been a blast. If only people knew the name. They don't know the name Stuart Lane, but he's responsible. Anything you don't like that Kevin's done or that I've done, <laughs> it's Stuart Lane's fault. He's yeah. the reason we ended up here, and it, it, we can blame him. Yeah. For all of it, but I think I'll still be right, and I'll still be penning those award-winning articles for Mariners Magazine. We sure appreciate it. Raul Ibanez tonight, and then Sunday, I'm assuming the July issue hits the newsstands. That's right. Is there, and there'll be the big hard-hitting Edwin Diaz feature. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's, yeah, see? See? And he's got a book coming out in October. Yeah, ring go. that bell again. Ring a lot <laughs> of That's all that. bells. That's it. Kevin Martinez, Senior Vice President of Marketing and Communications, turn ahead the clock night, uh, is coming up tomorrow. First, 20,000 fans through the gates get a replica of the futuristic hat uh, that the, man, uh, the, the uh, M's players will wear. So we'll, uh, we'll look forward to that. M's playing great baseball. We'll talk more about that. 51-31, they'll continue their homestand uh, tonight and uh, against the Kansas City Royals. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to you live on Seattle's original diehard sports station, Seattle Sports Radio 950, KJR. Now back to Bucket and the Gas Man. A big thanks to uh, Kevin Martinez, Senior Vice President of Marketing Communications with the Mariners. Uh, turn ahead the clock night tomorrow. First 20 fans going to get uh, tourist, uh, going to get that uh, replica futuristic hat. Uh, so get out of the ballpark. It's also a Kings Court. Uh, Felix Hernandez is going to be the starting pitcher for the game. Uh, tickets 30 bucks each, a uh, special maroon and silver Kings Court t-shirt. But I think Kevin said that they're sold out. Of, of the Kings uh, Court. Of the, yeah, he said Kings Court yeah, sold out. And we didn't get really, we didn't have time to get into the whole, you know, puck and gas idea that the Kings Court, they need to change the K card to a ground out card. Yeah. And yeah. they need to yell ground out, ground out, ground out because we don't want him burning through strikeouts. 6 3. 6 3. Right, right. Six, three. From the very first pitch. <laughs> Right? Uh, Shockey did inform us here. Kevin Shockey is here. He wanted to be uh, sitting in on Gas's final day. My he, second chance at his final yeah. second chance, yeah. Because he wasn't here the first time. He was mm-hmm. he was back east. Uh, he uh, They wanted, people wanted to ask us, and Shockey pointed this out on the text line, uh, to ask Martinez when uh, each real batting glove night is. <laughs> I thought All that was funny, but I, I thought right Gas, you had a better idea. Each year, high five night, where the first maybe maybe ten thousand. How about the first five thousand fans who come for each year, high five night, get to run onto the field after the game and high five the M's <laughs> or the opposing team if the opposing team wins? How about you, each nothing Euro, can be guaranteed. Each year, dress in full uniform night. 
Everybody gets Every, to wear their uniform. Oh, everybody game, yeah. gets a full uniform and they get to dress up and come to the game. Do you remember how much that guy that dressed as Ichiro and went to the games? How much he used to get TV time? Yeah, yes. he used to be, and they would they they just loved showing him. They and thought it was so like funny. Him. Right? Yeah, Have you ever seen the guy that dresses up as Clay Thompson at the Warriors games? No, yeah. <laughs> looks exactly like Clay. Plus, Thompson. maybe sixty pounds. I mean, well, yeah, he's a little hefty. See, it's funny because people people talk about one thing guys go off on sometimes is hey, you're too old to bring a glove to the ball game. I've never. Thought that bring a glove to the game if you want. When I see people in a full uniform, I'm like oh, you might be too old to be doing that. You Have know? you ever seen? When's the last in a full uniform? Yeah, yeah. Like well, like you're saying, I got dressed up like Clay Thompson or the guy with the Ichiro guy dressed in a yeah. full uniform. I've seen baseball pants at the games. And yeah, it's I disturbing. have. Really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I have. I have. I not know. a lot. It's a bad look. It's not often. I'm not sure. <laughs> the last time I've seen a, like a full uniform guy, like jersey guy. Yeah, yeah, Jersey's like full uniform. Jersey's okay, you know that's fine. But I haven't seen. I can't remember the last time I've seen full uniform I, guy at the uh, at the stadium. I'm actually, and I swore I would never do this again for no real reason. But I'm toying with getting a D Gordon jersey just because I am in love with this guy. I think he's fantastic. Oh, D Gordon's is unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's why is you transition back to the M's. It's what makes them so exciting. Now, you know, like you think of a leadoff hitter would have a better on base percentage and all that. It's but the thing with him is when he gets on. Yeah. He is so problematic on the base pass. They just have not had that guy. Well, really since Ichiro in his first year. Yeah. We talked that guy at the top of your order. We talked about this uh, earlier in the week, Puck. I'm I'm not as as you know standoffish to all the analytics as I once was and I mm. certainly see that the game has changed and there's a lot of different uh, uh measurements being used. But you can allow the numbers to suck the fun out of the game if you're not careful. And that's what you just said there's a great example. Is D. Gordon the classic leadoff hitter numerically? I don't know. Is he the classic leadoff hitter anecdotally? I know that. He stirs He's, it up when he, he gets on, like, man. And, and Shockey, because Shockey loves the numbers, but also mm-hmm. Shockey hates RBIs. RSBI. Yeah, RSBI's eyes. RSBI's eyes? No, RSBI. Yeah. Because no, it, became, eyes. it became very hip to say yeah. RBI. Yeah. I it's always, RBI. I've you, always said RBI's for the record. I, are you RBI's or RBI? RBI's. Yeah. Because you don't like RBI's. They're not important to the game. This is this has become <laughs> why do you the hate RBIs? Thing. Yeah, why I do don't hate, hate RBIs. So when someone drives in another guy, do you say to yourself, well, that sucks? Because really, the more of the credit should go to the guy who scored, right? No. That's not at all what I say. <laughs> I just don't place all the... This is so boring radio. No, I don't. Let's see how far radio. past the 54 break we can blow yeah, if we keep it in the game. I will stop talking in 90 seconds. There's probably a lot of people, like one other person in our audience that agrees with you that RBIs aren't important. That's All I say is it's not actually the best way to determine a player's value. But, period. That's it. So back to Gordon for a second. You, look at, you would look at Gordon's stats. You would look at his on-base percentage. And I don't even know what, right now. Huh? 308 right 308. And for yeah. a, to your point, so for mm-hmm. a leadoff hitter, if you were just looking at the numbers, that's not good. It's like, not what you want it's really from low. Nu- numerically. Yeah, that's not what yeah, you really want low. from right. him. But when he does get on, then he becomes the guy that you want as a mm-hmm. leadoff hitter on your base pass. Yeah, I mean, kind of was your point. Would you agree with the idea that, that you can't, you, if you're not careful, you can let all the numbers suck some of the fun? The game's supposed to be fun yeah. and it's, and it's managing by gut occasionally and doing things. And, and look, all the stuff that's been added in clearly, you know, t- we talked to you know got a couple of guys this week about all the extra numbers and thoughts yeah. and things that are being used now. The teams are using them. There's no getting around that. Yeah, I mean, I'll say this to, just to to illustrate your point there. I, I mean, I've kind of just generally, as someone that watches the Mariners games, found D Gordon to be really fun to watch and yeah. feel like wow, he's a really good leadoff hitter. Yeah, 
I did not realize yeah. his on-base percentage was that well, low. Right. That is and, and, really and, and, low. And, and, like, and that's see, bad. And this was but, like a week or two ago that I think Softy asked this to me, mm-hmm. like in the sports bit. Hey, what do you – because like exactly what you just said. I would say he's on base all the time. Yeah. And Chucky was like – or uh, Softy was like, what do you think his on-base percentage is? And I was like I, – I think I said, oh, it's probably 330, 335, mm-hmm. 340. But no, it's – at that point, I think it was like 308. Yeah, like, God, really? So the, I mean, the thing is, he actually th- 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 on May sixth, his on base percentage was three sixty seven. So his last thirty nine games, he has a two sixty one on base percentage. How many RBIs does he have? <laughs> Twelve in those <laughs> in those thirty nine games. You know, I'm just getting a note here from the Mariners too. Part of what's going to happen in the future is the home team catcher is allowed to play with a flamethrower, which is going to discourage the Royals from coming home. They're going to stop at third and go. He's got a flamethrower. I'm not going near that. What are you nuts? Uh, all right, coming up in the uh, the noon hour, our final hour with the gas man lunch with listeners. Uh, we'll play is puck a schmuck. Uh, Neil Scott five minutes away from headlines, and I should have some news about a former Seahawks guard. Could be available. Neil Scott, five minutes away with the headlines.